0: Wanting to get a real shower, not a Gatorade bath, because I want to get focused on Alabama. They got a five, six hour head start. So I'm not, I'll be honest with you guys, I'm not interested in celebrating that. We'll look back on that, that win and that'll be great, but we're focused on the task ahead. That's, that's the objective and that's what our guys, you know, they worked their tail off for three to four weeks to get this opportunity. And it was a one game season and now it's another one game season. I'm not focused on Gatorade baths. Ooh, welcome in to the latest episode of that SEC podcast. I'm your host Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter and flying solo for this episode. Tried to get cousin Shane on the line. He's buried at work, so we'll hope to have him back on the line at some point this week. Should have uh, already working the phone lines trying to get some great guests lined up so we'll see what we can come up with this week on the podcast with things drying up but of course you know the big news over the weekend the NFL draft I thought on this episode we just break down NFL draft news and notes my thoughts on it winners losers and (laughs) break down each and every selection from all 13 SEC teams Vanderbilt The only program in the SEC didn't have a draft selection, but uh, hey, they have that in common with the University of Texas. So let's, uh, (laughs) we'll get to that in just a second, but no surprise, the SEC dominates once again in the 2022 NFL Draft. The conference set an all-time record for most draft picks, tying it, last year's record, 65 total players from the SEC selected in the draft. Again, that ties an NFL draft record. Just incredible. The SEC has had the most drafts selections, 16 drafts in a row. I'll say again, 16 drafts in a row. The SEC leads the way, and it'll be the next 16, the way the conference continues to trend. Uh, We may be on a... (laughs) The SEC may never give up this title for being completely honest, but Texas Longhorns, like I said, they ain't going to be helping that statistic too much. The Longhorns had zero picks (laughs) in the draft. And how about this stat? Vanderbilt, which again, Vanderbilt didn't have any in here either. But if you want to go back, this is not an outlier for the Longhorns. You go back to the 2014 draft, Vanderbilt has had more selections than Texas. <laughs> so we're talking eight year, eight drafts here. Vanderbilt has had more players drafted than the Texas Longhorns. That's hilarious. If you watch the draft, I'll get into this god-awful coverage, but Chris Angel came out twice. I think on Thursday it was, and, and Friday he was doing tricks. He was... Spinning in the air, doing all kinds of wacky stuff. He's a magician out there in Las Vegas. Chris Angel got more airtime than Texas got in this draft. Kansas had a player drafted. I thought that was hilarious. They had a damn marriage during the draft up at the podium. And, and here's what I'll say. Why in the hell are we doing this still? I have no idea who's deciding the content here for these drafts. Maybe NFL Network's a lot better. I don't know. I'm stuck with the ABC version because I don't have cable. But the first night of the draft rolled around, I watched Pat McAfee on YouTube. I just watched his show. Significantly better than anything I saw on cable. And think about it here. We got ESPN, all their channels ESPN2, ESPN Ocho, SEC Network. We got NFL Network. It's also on ABC now. Like I said, I'm watching it with my bunny ears there, free of charge on ABC. Maybe that – maybe I'm getting the – because I'm watching the free one, I'm getting the shittiest one. Maybe that's the deal. But how about we have one channel. I don't care what ESPN channel you want it on. You announce the pick, pros and cons of that player, how he fits in to his new NFL team, maybe the pros and cons of, of why he went, where he went, why he dropped, why he fell you know, grade the pick as it happens. Let's have a panel, four or five guys on here that actually know what the hell they're talking about instead of, uh, you know, these former players or uh, announcers that are trying to be famous and trying to make jokes and, and all this and college game day, cracking it up. I don't understand what the hell we're doing with this thing. So hopefully if you're out there listening, someone can get this NFL draft coverage fixed. just announce the picks, give us some, legitimate analysis and you know what's pretty much beyond the second or third round uh they don't even announce the picks they just it's a a scrolling bar half the picks are announced during the commercial it really irritates me but beyond the first round i've watched the whole thing on mute because it's kind of pointless to hear what they're trying to say so that's my little spiel i was a little fired up about it cousin shane i know he didn't watch anything beyond round one he didn't miss anything. Because it's it's complete garbage to watch out. But enough of me bitching here. <laughs> Biggest winners of the draft. No debate here. We're going to break down each team's picks in just a second. But the Georgia Bulldogs and Kirby Smart. 15 selections. All-time record. So many, several records set by the Georgia Bulldogs in this draft. We'll get to that in just a moment. But just imagine... The sales pitch now. Anybody with a Georgia scholarship offer is getting bombarded with, "Hey, we just had 15 players drafted off our national championship team, Georgia." I bet I'll make a bold prediction. Not, not that bold. <laughs> I promise it's not that bold. But I think Georgia is probably going to have the number one recruiting class in the country this cycle, when all said and done, and it's going to be. You know, many reasons. Kirby's already an elite recruiter. Athens has got so much going for it. I know they just won the national championship. All those reasons alone, they can get the number one recruiting class in the country. But this 15 draft picks is going to push them over the edge. That's, uh, that's my prediction I'm willing to make right now. Kirby smart, Georgia Bulldogs, huge winners. The biggest winner of the NFL draft. It's not debatable. Next biggest winner? This one's for you, Cousin Shane. You don't show up on the pod, but I'll still give you some love. Tennessee, Josh Heupel. They had five selections, which was uh, in the top five of the SEC. And, again, this is uh, not a program that you come into the year thinking a lot of hope, a lot of draft prospects. They just had more draft prospects, more draft selections, I should say, than they had in the previous three drafts combined. So that's what you want to see if you're Josh, if you're a recruit. If you're a player under Josh Heupel, this coaching staff can get you to the next level, and that's something that Kentucky and Mark Stoops have been doing for about five or six years now. Down there in Lexington, Kentucky and Mark Stoops got to be on the list of winners, with all the talent they're producing. They didn't have a high number of draft picks this season, but they had some top-end prospects. They're going to have more and more for years to come. They're just doing it every year. I mean, it's undebatable what they're doing in Lexington. And how about this? The other biggest winner I got here, Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin. Aside from, uh, you know, he's already got one guy in the transfer portal here that he picked up last year, can turn around and sell. I can get you the NFL. We already know that's what he's pitching these players in the transfer portal now, and it's working. Now he's got some proof with Chance Campbell. Matt Corral getting him to the NFL. Sam Williams sticking through. With that guy after uh, you know, he had some issues there off the field. Lane Kiffin, old miss, six selections. That was that's just tremendous. Biggest losers already hit on it, Texas. <laughs> Gotta throw that in one more time while I can. How about Ed Orgeron? We love you to death on this show, Ed. But 10 draft selections for LSU. Team won, what was it, six games last year. That's just god awful. And, you know, some of this is uh, you know, remnants of the 2019 team, but you gotta do better than six and six with ten draft selections. Only Georgia had more than LSU, all the talent you had, and probably the biggest loser, ESPN's draft coverage, like already went into. I don't want to get into that all again, but I did love, again, they're having this in, in Vegas. I hope you guys know this name, Wayne Newton. I know him from the Chevy Chase National Lampoon's movie. (laughs) He got to announce a pick, and this man, he was hammered. Let's kick it over to Wayne Newton here for just a second. With the 90th pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Las Vegas Raiders select... We'll do it together. Dylan Parham. Oh, Wayne been hanging out with cousin Shane. <laughs> Based on that little clip, you know what? So I just thought that was hilarious. I had to I had to throw that in there. It, that was one thing ESPN got right. Let's give him that. But hey, on to the, the selections here. Georgia, again, we're just we're gonna go in order of this programs that had the most Draft picks, not only in the SEC, most in the country. Again, NFL record, 15 selections for the Georgia Bulldogs. Bulldogs <laughs> and how about this? They got that in six rounds. They didn't have a player drafted in the seventh round. So they broke the all-time NFL draft record, 15 selections in six Rounds. that's just incredible five defensive players selected in the first round that is an nfl draft record seven defenders picked through three rounds another nfl record Ooh. georgia i cannot imagine the sales pitch you got going on down there in recruiting now that uh we've seen this draft come and go. So again, first round selections covered this on the last show, but Teron Walker number one overall of the Jaguars Jordan Davis went to the Eagles Quay Walker and Devonta Wyatt both in the first round to the Packers and Lewis seen the safety to the Vikings. He closed out round one, but here we got a couple picks in the second round. George Pickens Steelers because of Shane's fired up about that James Cook outstanding running back to the Buffalo Bills in the second round Moving to the third, how in the hell did Nakobe Dean fall? I have no idea but it's the Eagles game because that's where Nakobe Dean's probably going to play for about 10 years. Channing Tindall to the Miami Dolphins in the fourth round, Zamir White to the Raiders and punter Jake Kamara to the Tampa Bay Bucks In the sixth round, Justin Schaefer to the Falcons, Jamari A. Salyer to the Chargers, DeAndre Kendrick to the Rams and John Fitzpatrick to the Atlanta Falcons. There's your record breaking 15 for the Georgia Bulldogs. And just, you know, I don't want to rain on Georgia's parade here or anything, although that's basically what I'm going to do here. For the rest of the SEC, in particular the SEC East, that's something to look at because 15 draft selections, we may be, I know Georgia's loaded, but we may be overlooking the fact that they have a ton of talent to replace on the field this year in Athens. Maybe that gives you a little glimmer of hope there on Rocky Top in Lexington, in Gainesville, in Columbia, Missouri. Georgia, 15 players off to the NFL. That's going to be impossible to duplicate. But it's not going to stop Kirby and company from trying this year as they try to win the SEC championship and hopefully return to the college football playoff and defend their national title. Now, jumping down to LSU, again, 10 selections go for them Bayou Tigers. Derek Stingley, top three overall to the Houston Texans. Covered that on the last episode. Now, here we go. Second round, Ed Ingram to the Vikings. Third round, Ty Davis-Price to the 49ers. Fourth round, Cade York to the Browns. How about that? A kicker in the fourth round. Neil Farrell to the Raiders. Now, here's one I love. Fifth round, Demone Clark, Dallas Cowboys. I know Clark had some... Some kind of injury issue, I think, popped up in the the pre-draft process. But, man, this could be the steal of the draft here in the fifth round to get a productive player, Damone Clark. Sixth round, two offensive linemen, Austin Deckless to the Texans and Chasen Hines to the New England Patriots. And then in the seventh round, linebacker Andre Anthony to the Tampa Bay Bucks. Again, ten selections for LSU. Ooh, that's crazy. Second most in the SEC, I believe that's top five in the country for draft selections in this cycle. Next on the list, Alabama 7. Roll Tide! Third best in the SEC. Of course, Evan Neal to the Giants. He was the number seven overall pick. Jamison Williams was the number 12 overall pick to the Detroit Lions. Moving on to the second round, John Mechie to the Houston Texans. Fedarian Mathis to the Washington Commanders. It's so weird to say Commanders. They'll always, I mean, I don't even know if we can say Redskins, but that's kind of what it is to be. And, hell, all they do is drop the Alabama guys. They drafted another one in the third round, Brian Robinson. I guess Washington is just all in on, uh, you know, if we draft enough Alabama players, maybe we can get Nick Saban up here one day. Christian Harris, the linebacker, also went in the third round to the Houston Texans. And then in the fourth round, Jalen Armour Davis to the Baltimore Ravens and you know so a very top heavy draft selection here's for the Alabama but that gives you an idea i think of how much talent Nick Saban's got returning on the field next season in Tuscaloosa and a really good indication why Alabama's going to be one of the favorites as they always are to win the SEC to win the national championship they are loaded losing just seven players here to the NFL draft and hell they picked up about seven transfers that are NFL bound Ole Miss, big winner here. Lane Kiffin and company, six selections. That's next best in the SEC. Sam Williams went in the second round of the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys picking up players left and right here from uh, the SEC. Matt Corral fell all the way to the third. That was stunning. But now he's going to have maybe a very ideal landing spot here. Carolina Panthers, who all they got is Sam Darnold, so they ain't got much. Matt Rule, They're missing a quarterback there in Carolina. Could Matt Corral be the answer? Going to touch on that in just a second. Fifth round, Snoop Conner to the Jaguars. Sixth round, Chance Campbell to the Titans. Again, that's the guy I was saying. You pick him up out of the transfer portal, get him in the NFL draft. That's what these prospects want to see. And then in the seventh round, linebacker Mark Robinson to the Steelers. And defensive back, Dean Leonard to the Chargers. But I wanted to hit on this Matt Corral thing. Because one thing did, again, man, going back to this coverage of the draft, and I believe it was old Ian Rappaport who, I think he screwed up on this one. Because while Matt Corral was falling, he said around the league, the word is this guy's got an alcohol problem and he's got depression issues. And that's why Matt Corral is falling. And. What does that even mean, alcohol issues? I mean, imagine for a second, I know probably everybody listening to this, myself included, cannot totally relate to this, but imagine being young 20, SEC quarterback, starting quarterback, one of the best players in the country, in one of the best college towns in America, Oxford, Mississippi. You're going to have a lot of opportunities to have some fun. And yet we're doubting this guy's ability on the field where he started Old Miss for two years, one of the best players in the country. But he likes to drink and he's has depression. Hell, he didn't look too uh, too rough out there every Saturday in the damn fall, did he? I don't know. I, I it's okay. I think to to talk about players' injury issues and maybe medical things that pop up. That was something that uh, apparently N'Kobe Dean was dealing with in the pre-JAF process. That makes sense. But to kind of put this guy's issues potential. You know, out on the line like this for everybody to see when uh, you know, I thought we were moving away from stigmatizing people that are dealing with mental issues, but apparently we're not at old NFL network and Ian Rappaport. So I, I just hate to see that. And that just makes me root harder for Matt Corral to go kill it in the NFL with the Carolina Panthers. Now again, Tennessee, five draft picks next on the on the list. That's pretty surprising. Five picks again, more. Tennessee had in the previous three NFL drafts combined. And how about this? This is two years in a row Josh Heupel's had five draft picks. Central Florida had five in the last draft. That broke Central Florida's all-time record. So I'm starting to see a trend here. Josh Heupel and his coaching staff, they know how to get players to the NFL. Here's 10 in the past two years. Talk about some recruiting material. I'd send that on out if I was uh, working for the Vols In the second round, Alante Taylor went to the New Orleans Saints. That was a pretty surprising selection that high in the draft, but he killed it during the pre-draft process. Third round, Velus Jones Jr. to the Chicago Bears. That could be a hell of a pickup. That's probably one of the sneakier ones in the NFL draft, all the things Valuse Jones Jr. could do on the field. Fifth round, Matthew Butler to the Raiders. And then in the sixth round, Cade Mays to the Carolina Panthers. And Theo Jackson, Nashville native, to the Tennessee Titans, how cool was that? So again, five picks, four for the Tennessee Vols. And then next on the list here. Oh! For the Kentucky Wildcats. Again, not uh, they got some higher end picks here, but not as many as they're used used to having. But how about this stat? I thought this was tremendous from Peter Burns of the SEC Network. Kentucky, through the first 65 picks, had more players drafted than Ohio State, Clemson, Florida, Southern Cal, Texas, and Oklahoma. Mark Stoops continues to be one of the best coaches in talent, in developing talent. Peter Burns hit the nail on the head on that one. They're just tremendous job. And this is, uh, you know, next NFL draft, they'll have even more, maybe have a couple first rounders here. But in the second round, Wondell Robinson, how the hell did he go to the second round? He's going to the New York Giants. If they find themselves a quarterback, watch out. Josh Paschal, first-time, three-time captain in Kentucky history to the Detroit Lions. In the third round, Luke Fortner, one of the best center prospects in the country, to the Jaguars. And then in the fifth, how, I don't know how this guy lasted to the fifth round, Darian Kennard, All-SEC, All-American, to the Kansas City Chiefs. How about that? Darian Kennard and Trey Smith potentially lining up next week. Oh god. Good luck with that. Any defense alignment going against the Chiefs. So, Kentucky again with four picks. You know, who also had four picks, the Texas A&M Aggies. Cuz Kenyon Green went in the first round to the Houston Texans. DeMarvin Leal. Here's another steal in the third round. How, I don't know how in the hell he landed to the third he lasted to the third round, but the Pittsburgh Steelers with a great pick up there, DeMarvin Leal. Michael Clemens in the fourth round to the New York Jets and Isaiah Spiller to the Los Angeles Chargers. That's another one that, uh, you know, pretty surprising he lasted as long. I think that says more about the NFL and how they devalue the running back position more than anything else because Isaiah Spiller is one hell of a player. And maybe the biggest head-scratcher here, Jalen Watemeyer, their outstanding tight end, didn't get drafted. I don't know what's up with that. Maybe, uh, you know, he kind of ran slow in the pre-draft process. That may have hurt him, but give me a player that's productive over a guy that can run in a straight line for 40 yards uh, without any pads on. He's just going, Wattemeyer did get picked up by the Buffalo Bills, so potentially a nice landing spot here for uh, the Texas A&M product. Arkansas, next on the list with three picks. Woo pig! Traylon Burks, of course, in the first round to the Tennessee Titans. Still a little bit mad he didn't fall to the Packers. Uh, fifth round, John Ridgeway. To the Dallas Cowboys, nice pick up there. I love Ridgeway, and then the seventh round, Monteric Brown to the Jacksonville Jaguars, and kind of like I was saying with uh, Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss. Here's some evidence for Arkansas that they can pitch on the recruiting trail in the transfer portal. I should say, you know, John Ridgeway was a guy they had to beat out a lot of SEC programs for. He was outstanding last season for the Arkansas Razorbacks. Now they can pitch to prospects. Hey, you come here via transfer, you can just, you know, one year, and we get you to the NFL like we did John Ridgway. We got him to the fifth round, and and hell, there's got to be a lot of Arkansas fans that uh, are fans of the Dallas Cowboys. So that's a win-win for everybody. Next on the list, Florida. Three selections, including uh, first-round pick, Kair Elam, to the Buffalo Bills. Bills. Loading up on SEC talent. Love that. Third round, Zachary Carter to the Cincinnati Bengals. And in the fourth round, running back Damian Pierce to the Houston Texans. And that's pretty surprising. But, it, you know, again, I, I think it goes back to how the kind of the wheels fell off there for Dan Mullen. Only three players selected in the NFL draft. Should have more than that at, at the University of Florida. And uh, Billy Napier, you have got charged with turning that around. Also with three, South Carolina Gamecocks. Some of these, uh, again, I was pretty surprised they lasted this long. But in the fifth round, love this pick. Kingsley and Ibarre to the Green Bay Packers. Kevin Harris in the sixth round to the New England Patriots. And in the seventh round, tight end Nick Muse to the Minnesota Vikings. Three really quality players that all have a good chance to catch on. At the next level, Mississippi State had two selections, including, of course, Charles Cross in the first round. But how about this stat? In the last 10 years, Mississippi State has had 13 players drafted in the first two rounds. Now, leading up to those 10 years of 13 players selected in the first or second round, it took Mississippi State 31 years to have 13 players drafted in the first or second round in the NFL draft. Just to give you an indication of, uh, you know, we really are living in a a new era here for Mississippi State. So many elite players coming in and out of there. Charles Cross, just the latest on that list, to the Seattle Seahawks in the first round. And another potential steal here, third-round corner, Martin Emerson to the Cleveland Browns. These should be two stalwarts of their teams for years to come based on what they did in Starkville. Missouri. M I Z Had two players selected, a Caleb Evans to the Minnesota Vikings. Outstanding corner. And then, man, I hate to see these running backs go so low, but it's across the board. They're all doing it. Sixth round, Tyler Beatty, Baltimore Ravens. Got to love where he fell on the draft, though, because with Lamar Jackson, hell, he seemed pretty upset, though. Who knows how long he'll be there. They love to run the ball in Baltimore, and Tyler Beatty. I know he, I'm sure he didn't want to fall to the sixth round, but he may have, you know, making a fortune before long in the NFL, running for the Baltimore Ravens in that offense. And then, last but not least, Auburn just had one selection, Roger McQuery. Like a war damn eagle in the second round to the Tennessee Titans. The Titans again, they love them some SEC players. Nothing. Wrong with that. So again, Vanderbilt was the only SEC program that did not have a draft selection. And uh, yeah, that wraps it up, man. That is a lot of players selected. 65 players selected in the NFL draft. Another NFL draft record set by the SEC tying last year's record of 65. So the goal next draft is to get to at least 66 (laughs) <laughs> so we could smash yet another record in the SEC and uh, hey that's all we're going that's all we got on this episode i know there's some news and notes around the SEC wanted to really make this a, a draft focused one reaching out to uh, some potentially really great guests to join the show cousin shane hopefully you know he frees up his schedule a little bit here and uh, we'll have a couple episodes coming out this week and who knows we may have another in person podcast lined up in the near future so stay tuned now we're into may now we're really really trying to stretch for content so i'm gonna try to keep it engaging keep it good i got some things up my sleeve to get you guys fired up for some sec football year round but i do appreciate each and every one of you for hanging out we'll catch you on the next one